Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The information on this podcast is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content is for general information purposes only. You're listening to the 50 Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K, a podcast designed to empower, enlighten, and entertain with perspectives that most women are thinking, but not always saying. This is 50 Shades of K. They say you have the power to save a life. And it's true. You can, and you can do it in so many different ways. But if you're new to the 50 Shades of K podcast, maybe you don't know, but I am a proud organ donor. I donated my kidney on behalf of my mother-in-law last year already in March. It's crazy to think that was a year ago. And I'm living proof that you can live a normal, healthy life with one kidney. And my mother-in-law is doing amazing I forget sometimes I even donated. I mean, truly, that's that's how normal I feel. I feel exactly how I felt when I was living with two kidneys. Well, through this kidney donation process, I have been fortunate enough to meet a lot of really incredible people, recipients, donors, and people looking for kidneys. And most recently, I learned about a woman right here in Wisconsin whose name is Laura Hutchings, who donated her kidney To someone she didn't even know. She saw a clear channel billboard advertising about organ donation. She is a mom with four kids. And she thought, I am called to do this. And sure enough, last October, she went through the process and donated a kidney. It is organ donation month. So I thought, what better person to bring on to the 50 Shades of K podcast than Laura Hutchins. Laura, you're in studio. We haven't had an in-studio interview in about two years. <laughs> Thank you for being here today. You're welcome. I'm excited to be here. You and I had a quick phone call before we did this interview yeah. because I wanted to make sure Laura was up to talking on the podcast. And I saw your interview on WISN at 12 News. But for people that maybe didn't see the story Walk us through exactly what happened when you were just out running errands. Yeah, yeah, sure. So it's 
You know, it's a pretty typical, you know, afternoon for me. It was around holiday time in 2020, so November, December-ish, and running errands, you know, like like you do around that holiday time. And I was driving on 43 and saw this billboard that basically, you know, pictured this woman and had a message that said, you know, something to the effect of save someone like, and it had her name, find out more about kidney donation. It just... It just struck me. I'd never seen a billboard like that, and I didn't really realize, gosh, there's such a need for kidneys that they're billboards now supporting that. And so it spoke to me, and I immediately, when I was you know, stopping for my next errand, looked up Kidney Donation Milwaukee. You did it right then just and there. Just right then and there. I like It was so compelling to me, and for whatever reason, because it wasn't like passing it and, oh, I should look into that, or I should find out more. Literally pulled over. I can remember the parking lot I was in at Bayshore. <laughs> Looked it up, and right away it mentioned, you know, over 100,000 people are waiting for a kidney. And, yeah. and I guess... I didn't even realize, you know, it wasn't anyone that I knew. There wasn't a family, you know, tie to it. It was just wanting to find out more. And and I realized through looking at this website that you could be a donor for someone you don't even know. Yep. Um, and so, you know, finding out that 100,000 people are on this wait list, finding out that it's due to, you know, probably close relatives, family, friends not being a match and that they do accept living donors. There was a form to fill out, very simple, to find out more. And I did that. You know, I did it without even talking to my husband or my family. And <laughs> just I felt that compelled to do it. And then that evening, of course, I went home and said, you know, I saw this billboard today. It spoke to me. I feel like I should find out more. I just, I think through COVID, feel so blessed, very reflective, like a lot of people. We are blessed. We have healthy boys and we are healthy. I just felt like it was something beyond donating to you know Hunger Task Force and all these other lovely, amazing things, something else I could do to just give more. And so I filled out the form and was contacted within a number of weeks. And you filled out the form with donatelife.net or was this through? This was through Freighter. Okay, so you website. went through Freighter. I, I and just... in our case, it was through UW Health. Okay. And we're not, you know, playing favorites with anyone. No, we're no, trying no. to tell everyone that you can yeah. do this through donatelife.net. You can also do this through a local hospital, yep. local transplant center. I mean, Aurora does it as yeah. well. There are a myriad of ways to do it. It just was because I was driving, didn't write it down. And so I just Googled, you know, Kidney Donation Milwaukee and Freighter's website popped up and immediately linked me through to the form and the information. And so they contacted me a couple of weeks later and just had, you know, an informal conversation about how I found out about this. Why am I looking to donate? And just said, you know, I, what I'm telling you, I feel very blessed. I'm healthy. I love the opportunity just to find out more about the process and go from there. And within a number of weeks, we got me scheduled. I had an initial appointment. And I think at first I was a little nervous. Is this going to cost a lot? What is this going to look like? And, And for anyone who's out there that's thinking about it, nothing Throughout this entire process, there has not been a cost to me at all. This has all been covered by the recipient's insurance. Other than giving my time, it really it has had no financial impact to me and, and I haven't been out anything. So it really was, you know, just putting through the form and then going to the initial conversation, initial consult and getting the ball rolling. And from there, there's, you know, multiple tests, right? Because they want to make sure that if 
if you're willing to do this, that you're healthy enough to do it, to live on one kidney, because they they won't just take anyone. They really want to do the due diligence. So, well, let's talk about that because a lot of people asked me, "What are these tests? What yeah. did you have? What did you have to do?" And in my case with UW Health, and maybe this was similar for you. Once mm-hmm. we did the first conversation where they ask you questions about your medical history, send over some medical records, have some more conversations. How are you feeling? This is what we're thinking. You go in for the testing and you do blood work, a twenty four hour urine mm-hmm. donation sample and then they also do an MRI an EKG a CT scan and they look for everything and they also give you a heads up that because they're basically looking at every part of your body sometimes there there are some surprises yeah. that people find and none of that made me nervous i don't know if it did for you i felt healthy and strong and capable but they do prepare you mentally and emotionally for what some of these tests could bring up. Yeah, they do. You know, I wasn't scared either. I mean, it definitely made me pause like, oh, goodness, that, you know, I hadn't even considered that. But it didn't scare me. It was reassuring to me that they weren't just going to take it because I was willing. Yes. That they I felt like they were doing real due diligence to prepare me mentally, to prepare me emotionally, and that they would not take it if it really wasn't in my best interest. Agreed. And I tell that to people all the time, that they wouldn't take the kidney if they didn't think that I would be able to have a normal, healthy life afterwards. Now, when you found out that you were going to be able to donate, in in our case, it was indirectly going to my mother-in-law. We were in the paired exchange program. If you don't know what that is, it's amazing. It's when someone is healthy enough to donate. So in my case, it it was me. I was able to enter my mother-in-law and I both into the paired exchange program, which meant my kidney goes to a stranger. It went to Kentucky. And then a donor happened to be from California. How they figure all that out is, I have no idea, but they do this whole paired exchange program through the National Kidney Registry. Her kidney came from California. So I'm going into this knowing, oh my gosh, my mother-in-law, I'm saving her life. This is amazing. We're all you know, rooting for the donor in California. We're rooting for her. My family's rooting for me. And it was amazing to know that this was something we were all going through together. Mm-hmm. But in your case... You didn't know the person. So what was that like mentally for you? Yeah, you know, it was it was motivating to me to, you know, I can give my time. I can do this for the chance that it could save someone's life. Like if we talk with our kids all the time, if you can help, you should. Right. And so the only thing that was putting me out was just this time. And so I felt like it was one of those things that was a no, it was a no brainer for me that if I could help one of these hundred thousand people who aren't feeling well and are really looking at maybe not surviving this, I could help. So yeah, that's really what was in my mind. And that is so motivating, isn't it? I mean, when, when I think about my mother-in-law receiving her terminal diagnosis, Mm -hmm. I mean, it shook our whole family to the core because stage four, yeah, we know what that means. And her doctor even told her now after the fact, when she's now hit her one year anniversary, he also doubted that the timing of this was all going to work out. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't know if she was going to make it. And I, I tell people, if you could remove cancer from a loved one, mm-hmm. if you could do something that would take it away. You would. Mm -hmm. You absolutely would. And that's the situation that we were in. And like you were saying, even though you didn't know the person's name, you were able to think of them as a human being, a mother, a friend, brother, sister, cousin, 
whatever it is, a child, you had enough sense to know this is someone that is staring down the barrel mm-hmm. with a ticking clock of how yeah. much time they, they might have left here. Yeah. And you were able to help save their life. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that you, that you that you did this. And we're talking about it in hopes of other people maybe feeling inspired to donate or look into this. Yeah. Because if it's if it's donating blood mm-hmm. or yes, like you talked about, donating food, donating time, donating money, there's multiple ways to help people. But you can live a normal, healthy life with one kidney. Because how did you feel? I say sometimes it was pretty easy. Yeah, it really was. I mean, like I said, other than time, you know, that summer beforehand, last summer, I had, you know, a couple days, half days of appointments, but it really was relatively easy as a process. And we talked to our children about why is mommy doing this? And we said, well, if mommy was sick, wouldn't you want someone to help mommy? And they got it immediately. You know, it yep. made it made sense. We talk about kindness and just paying it forward in this world. And so that that was really, you know, what I was trying to do. And I I would say for anyone out there, just be curious enough to look into it. Doesn't commit you to anything at any point in the process. If you feel like, you know what, life circumstance or something's coming coming down your way and then you decide not to. I mean, just find out more. Just start the process. Just be curious. And I'm glad you mentioned that at any point in time, you can change your mind because I don't know what your situation was at Freighter, but out in Madison, every conversation and appointment, it was brought up again. Mm -hmm. No one's forcing you to do this. Are you sure you want to do this? All the time. I had up until the morning of the surgery, I was told if if I wanted to change my mind, which of course I wasn't going to, but they yep. are that understanding and and just compassionate about the patients and making sure that this is an enjoyable and good process and a positive experience for everyone involved. Yeah. When would you say physically was the hardest for you? Because it is a major surgery. Yeah. They are removing an organ and there is a healing process yeah. after that. Yeah, I would say... You know, when I came home, you know, you, you you can read about it and, you know, there's amazing groups on Facebook and, you, you know, like you mentioned when we kicked off, there's this community that you kind of come into, which is just Definitely. amazing in and of itself. But, you know, when I got home, you know, I had talked to people, I had mentors, you know, through Freighter, you get kind of hooked up with a mentor be- before, you know, you have surgery and you're going through the process, just someone to answer questions and, you know, mm-hmm. ask these questions. I would say the hardest part was... Probably a week, you know, that first week, second week being home, you know, and I was out of work for six for six weeks. It was hard because I have four boys and I'm used to being a full time worker in you know, corporate America and running four kids around logistics, pairing meals, doing the laundry, doing everything. And I enjoy that. It really was hard to be a good patient and have grace to let other people help me. It really was a growth moment for me to accept help. Isn't that um, the truth? And let yep. people take care of me after I just gave this gift to somebody else. It really was something that I had to get my head around, to be honest. I mean, there wasn't a lot of, of pain that that could be managed. It really was just slowing down, being okay, not 
going up and down the stairs, running around the neighborhood, going on long walks. It was really taking baby steps each and every day and just being patient with the process. And if you rush it, you you could hurt yourself, right? So you don't want to do that. And you want to be gracious to everyone around you who's helping out and chipping in and There's no shortage of that, right? Your family, your friends, your church family, your work family. People just rally, I feel like, around you. And the hardest thing for me was just to have grace and accept it. And like you said, be a good patient and let your body rest and heal. You and I are very, very similar in in that regard. I mean, my mom was staying with us for a short time right after the surgery, too. And you sort of feel like you... Still want to kind of control yeah. what's going on. Yeah. And yeah, you've got to let go. And I remember one day my mom, almost like I was a kid, she sent me to bed. She yep. said, you need to sleep. And I thought, no, like, let me just do a little bit here on the kitchen. I need to get up moving. And she said, I think you need to sleep. I slept for maybe three hours. Yeah. I don't normally, I wouldn't Nap normally sleep like that. Like that. Yeah. But I woke up and I thought, she's right. Yes. She's right. This isn't a sprint. It's it's a marathon. Yeah. And you want to make sure you have a good recovery. So you have to listen to your body. That was the biggest thing yeah. I learned is people telling me, listen to your body, especially when I got back into my workouts. Yep. I didn't have the same strength or stamina like I'd had before. And I had to remind myself, look what my body just went through. Kind of like almost going through having a baby. Like yes. your body just did something incredible. But you have to still heal. That was a challenge, too. Yeah. Healing was really important, you know, physically and emotionally. Right. And and I got scolded very similar to you. I had a girlfriend <laughs> who flew in and, you know, at one point I was trying to help with meals or unload the dishwasher or something silly that I shouldn't have been doing. And both, you know, she and my my husband were like, go sit down, please just go rest like we, yeah. we want you to heal. And and that is what you need what you need to focus on and you need to remember that you did just go through a major surgery and you really could put yourself at risk, you know, to injure yourself if you if you try and overdo yep. it. And so it's really the time to just rest, sleep and let your body heal. You're literally healing inside out, which I think because there are very small incisions. I don't know about you, but yeah, they're the, really, really small, yes. right? There's one on your rib cage and, and one on your belly button. But because they're so small, I think you you forget because mm-hmm. you can't really see it that you are healing from the inside out. Well, I'm someone that actually saw a video of my surgery. Oh, <laughs> so I actually did see what was going on. And that was a big reminder, Laura. Of, oh, my okay, goodness. I need to take it easy. Well, UW Health is a training teaching hospi- hospital. Yes. Yeah. And I signed off that I was a okay with that. Yeah. My mom is a retired OR tech and has okay. done these surgeries. So she told me, you should ask for the video. I thought that was insane, but she was geeking out about it. Oh, my god! So gosh. I asked my surgeon. He said, yeah, absolutely. That's I'll give it to you on a flash drive. So I wasn't fully healed yet. This is maybe three weeks after surgery. And my mom, practically with popcorn in hand, said, put it in. I need to watch this. Oh, my this. goodness. I looked over at it and I could see where they were because the camera's inside my abdomen at yeah. this point, And you could see where the incision is. And I won't get too graphic. But when I saw what was happening and I saw them kind of, you know, s- stitch it back up, staple it back up. I don't know the full term. Sorry, mom, if you're listening to this. That's when I realized, like you said, Oh, okay. On the outside, I may look yes. totally normal, but this is happening inside my body. Yeah. And I do need to just not pick up anything that's heavier than 10 pounds, not yep. do too much bending and twisting and rest. And it was it was insane to watch the surgery. Yeah. It really, really was. And I'm glad I have it. Just that to, is amazing. Bust it out at Christmas time. Who wants to see the <laughs> surgery? 
Do you know who you donated to? We don't we don't know yet. We've said we want to know who the donor was for my mother-in-law. Yeah. And I'd love to meet the recipient in Kentucky, but they sure. they haven't. Yeah, I just had my 6-month post-op checkup and so I filled out the paperwork to meet my recipient if they're willing to meet me. Mm-hmm. I would love the opportunity to meet my recipient, but they do this at the 6-month mark because they want us focused on healing. And there's a lot of ups and downs, you know, possible rejection, things of that that nature, guilt, you know, feelings by the recipient that I had to go through this. You know, it, there's there's a lot to it. And so I did fill out the paperwork. I'm really hopeful. You know, I know that the recipient left the hospital even before me was feeling so good, um, which great. is amazing. Like that's when I heard that in the in the hospital that they were leaving, I was just overwhelmed with emotion and so happy that that my kidney was making someone feel so relieved that they were so well enough to go home. It just was amazing. And so, yeah, I, I do hope that we get to meet. You know, I totally understand if if they don't, but I think it would be amazing. It would be amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, I'm at peace if it doesn't happen. Sure. And I want to thank you for donating as someone whose family member needed a kidney. I mean, I understand... I was part of that mix, too. But hearing you tell your story and knowing that your recipient went home, immediately I thought of what we felt like when my mother-in-law was able to go home Mm -hmm. and to see her celebrate her birthday in April and how well she is doing and how great she looks and the energy she has. It's mind-blowing what this has done for her life. And I'm seeing that from a recipient's point of view. Yeah, And I can tell you it's changed our family for the better. I mean, it kept our family intact. And you were able to do that for someone else, which is so amazing. And why we're talking about it today, (laughs) because you have the power to do this also. And we talked about how the recovery really isn't bad, especially because if you're healthy enough to donate, you likely already have a healthy lifestyle. You're strong. You're taking care of yourself. You're going to bounce back Mm -hmm. pretty quickly. Yeah. I bounced back quicker than I think I had expected to. And I'm grateful that I did. But it sounds like you were in the same situation. I I was. I would say, you know, not to whitewash. There are some some hard things about it, right? Like sleeping. You have to sleep upright, or at least I did. I'm yeah, not no, speak for I had to also. Yeah. I had a wedge pillow, you know, and I'm usually a side sleeper. And so I, you know, I slept oh, same. more. I'm totally know, a side sleeper. side sleeper. And I sleep on my left side. And I that's do where too. They took the I do too, in the fetal position. And, and like, I can't sleep on my no. left side. And so, you know, that, that was tough. And I got this lovely contraption that, you know, I could kind of roll on my side and pull myself up to go potty and, and that. But I would say the sleeping of the hardest things, to, to be honest, that, that was it. But it got better. It got better. And, and I every can go day through. got better. It every did. Day. It did. Every day. I can have two weeks. I mean, I have kids. I know what not sleeping's like. I can have two weeks of, of rougher sleeping if it means saving mm-hmm. somebody's life. Yep. You know, exactly. I, I think if you put it in perspective, it it really wasn't that bad. And And because it was at the end of October, to your point about like getting to see it from the recipient side, it was amazing to me we said lots of prayers and lots of tears around thanksgiving and christmas that this individual was just sending good wishes to them and hoping they were feeling better with my kidney and celebrating these holidays in a healthy way and like it just it felt my whole family felt it it's overwhelming though isn't it It really is it, it is and it's hard to put into words mm-hmm. i told laura earlier when we were talking on the phone and my question to you is going to be you gave the gift of life to someone but what 
gift has this given you? For me, it's given me a new purpose. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to have biological children, and I was never able to do that. And I had always, you know, questioned what was God's plan for me, and why mm-hmm. am I this healthy, strong, capable person, and I can't do this one thing that I want my strong, healthy body to do. Yeah. And then this happened. And when I lost a baby through a miscarriage, it was the week of Holy Week. And when I gave my kidney, it was the week of Holy Week. Oh, my goodness. And as someone that has faith, that coincidence is not lost on me because it's not a coincidence. It's to I believe it's God's plan. Mm -hmm. And it really is what Easter and Holy Week is all about. As you and I record this during Holy Week. Yeah. If you think about it, it's life after death. And now as an advocate for the American Kidney Fund and using this platform on the radio to spread the word Mm -hmm. about kidney donation, we have three people on our website, 991themix.com, that are looking for kidneys and trying to do good and being a part of something greater than Mm -hmm. myself. That has been life changing. Yeah. What would you say the gift of this journey has been for you? Yeah, I would say, I mean, first and foremost, it's giving me a ton of gratitude just for my own health, my family's health. You know, I am just really, really grateful and really humbled by being in that position. As we talked about earlier, there was personal growth with having grace and accepting help from others, those that know me, hard for me. You know, you want to kind of take it on and do it all all yourself, but it really did allow me to be vulnerable and that's okay and take on help. And so that was really a growth moment. I've met tremendous people. I mean, you um, didn't know you. (laughs) But I say the same for for you. And like you mentioned, this community is so supportive because we all just kind of get it. We, we do. We've been there. Yeah. And 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 I think we all feel like you were saying, we've gotten so much out of this that we want to tell people you could be a part of this community too. You can. It's an instant community. If you need anything, anyone, there's the Facebook group, there's Kidney Foundation, there's, you know, you and I that are local. We're a tribe now, you know, mm-hmm. and, and a tribe to support one another and a tribe to do what we're doing here, which is try and just raise awareness and make people curious. Just to have that chance to help somebody else. Yeah, because like you said, if someone was in need and if you would jump in and help. Yeah. This is maybe greater because it is an organ, but you yeah. can do it. It's you not can. impossible. That's you what can. we're here to tell you. And that's why I appreciate you talking with mm-hmm. me because we're proof of that. Yes, you can live with with one kidney. I, I you know, I'm like I said, I'm six months out. I'm running. I'm back at work. I was at work after six weeks. I'm going to my kids' sports. I'm doing all the things that I loved. I'm, you know, I'm eating everything. Like there really hasn't been an impact to me. I feel great. And there's, you know, naturally a, a little bit of an energy hit. And that I would think is expected after a major surgery. And it but gets better. It gets better. As I'm, I'm a year months, out, yeah. it gets it gets better. I mean, it, your body is still adjusting to that one does. kidney that's pumping really, really hard. Yeah. Trying to figure out, hey, where did my buddy go? Okay, now what do I do? I need to work extra harder. It's growing. Did you know that it grows? So your remaining kidney grows to offset the workload of of the missing one, which, again, it's just amazing what our bodies can do. Amazing. And you mentioned gratitude. Isn't that? It is just amazing. It's so spot on. The gratitude of how thankful to be healthy enough to do this. Mm -hmm. One thing I learned during this process that I had no idea, speaking of the actual physical kidney, and maybe you know this already, when you donate a kidney to someone, I thought, shame on me, that they removed the damaged kidney. They don't. They just put the kidney in. And then, like with my mother-in-law, since she was in kidney failure, 
right now she essentially only has one kidney, the one that was donated yeah. because the other two basically like shrivel yeah. up and they call it the working stop kidney. Working. Yeah. They don't remove them. They Which is yeah. I had no mm-hmm. idea when I asked them that question with my nurse. I said, so are where how are you taking her kidney out? And they what do you mean? Oh, 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 they're all staying. They're all staying in there. And then I met um, a, a woman named Whitney, whose husband, Ryan, received a kidney because of my good friend, Connie, through this whole kidney journey. He now has technically four kidneys. Oh, my goodness. It's mind-blowing. These surgeons and medicine and what they can do is mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing. It is. And like I said, it's just gratitude of our bodies are really resilient. The mind can be resilient. Like, it just is amazing. Oh, Laura, I love being in the same room with you. Because you have such a great mindset about all of this. And even just a pullover after you saw a billboard... And so I need yeah, to look. Pull to- over. If you see one of these billboards, pull over. <laughs> and there are a couple that are out in, in the city right now, too. And like I had mentioned earlier, if you do go to 991themix.com, we have three people that have reached out that are in need of kidneys from uh, Jacob Montanez. And we have a young man named Eric, who's 22 and on dialysis and needs a kidney. And Michelle Prado, who's a mix listener, who's also looking for a kidney. Jacob needs a kidney and a liver okay. because of a disorder that he was born with. Okay. Um, like you mentioned earlier, there's over a hundred thousand people that yeah. need this. And even on your driver's license, sign up to be an organ donor. Yes. I, I would say if you're signed up on your driver's license, you should go to the website and find out more, right? Like Good point. You, you can donate, right? Obviously, if something tragic befalls you, right? And that's how a lot of, of donations come. But if you've already elected that, just find out more because you could do something even now while you're healthy. Yeah, while you're healthy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Laura, you're for being welcome. on the 50 Shades of K podcast. The website again is donatelife.net, or you can reach out to the local hospitals, the local transplant centers here in Wisconsin. I was out at UW Health in Madison or look at the National Kidney Registry. If you're interested in this paired exchange program, maybe your loved one or yourself went through the process. No one was a match. Look into the paired exchange program and find out transplant centers that work with that because that's how we were able to save my mother-in-law's life. Other than that, we would have been going through the process to still try to find someone Mm -hmm. if I wasn't able to get us in there. So thank you, Laura, for being a donor. It's been a pleasure. Heck yeah. Yeah, woohoo. Saving lives. Find out more if you're at all interested. Just I would encourage you, find out more. Thank you so much. You're welcome. This has been the 50 Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.